Hi everybody and thanks so much for listening today to the first episode of my written series episodes. The story of four women friends who have each other's backs through both the hilarious and the heartbreaking. Today's episode, episode one, is from Jamie's perspective and is called Of Dick Picks and Men because I'm sure that's exactly what John Steinbeck had in mind when he wrote Of Mice and Men. But anyway, let's get into this episode and here we go. Episode 1, Jamie, of Dick Picks and Men. Episode Setting, Murphy's Restaurant in Atlanta, Georgia. There are a shit ton of ugly children in this world, Camille declares as she cuts her waffles, and Sabrina and I groan. I am not even playing. We went to Chuck E. Cheese last week for Stevie's birthday, and they were everywhere. Ugly children are a goddamn epidemic and I didn't even know it. You are going to hell, says Sabrina. Why do I have to go to hell for telling the truth, says Camille. Jamie, you're a teacher. You know what I'm talking about. All children are beautiful, I say dutifully. You was a goddamn lie, says Camille, reaching for the syrup. I'm just saying, I didn't know there were so many of them. And they come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, it turns out. Ugly does not discriminate. Makes you appreciate little Stevie more, doesn't it? I say, stirring my iced tea. He may be annoying, but at least he's cute. Whatever, says Camille. So that was my first news flash of the year. You ready for the second? My phone beeps in my purse, and I jump. Please let it be, Charles. The thought bubbles up before I can stop it. I hold up the screen. Tim. Babe, we had a dish detergent. What did I miss? Sylvie sits back down in her chair from having gone to the bathroom. Camille is going to hell because she found out how many ugly children there are in the world, I report. And she's about to tell us she's quitting her job. I set down my phone. It's good that it wasn't Charles texting me. You don't know what I'm about to say, heifer, Camille says. I cross my arms. Oh, really? I say. Not necessarily you don't, but... Camille takes a deep breath, her big breasts rising and falling with her. What I want to (laughs) say... Go on, Sabrina prods. Is that this year, finally, I am... Quitting your job, Sabrina, Sylvia, and I say in unison. I am quitting my job, Camille confirms. And fuck you all for trying to steal my newsflash thunder. You know, this is the same thing you said at our New Year's Day brunch last year, Sabrina says. Well, I'm serious this time, Camille sets down her fork. I can't take this shit anymore. It almost makes me not want to eat. Exact same thing you said last year, says Sylvie to her cousin, taking a delicate bite of her egg white omelet. I keep trying to figure out how your evil ass ever thought you could work in HR, I say, as in with other human beings. My phone beeps again, and I jump again. Please, please let it be Charles. I hold up the screen. Tim, and uh, get more hemorrhoid cream, babe. I bite my lip. 
It's good that it's Tim texting me. Tim is exactly the man who should be texting me. The only man who should be texting me. Because he's my husband. Who is that? Sylvie asks. Just Tim, I say. I drop my phone into my purse. That is so sweet, Sylvie says, smiling. Her dimples deepen as she takes a tentative bite of hash brown. After all these years, Tim is still texting his boo in the middle of the day for no reason. Girl, that man is texting me to pick up hemorrhoid cream, I say. Um, we are eating over here, ma'am, Sabrina says, her ponytail bobbing as she shudders. But that's the beautiful thing about being with someone for so long, says Sylvie. You get to know everything. Nothing is off limits. There's such intimacy, such closeness. Well, says Sabrina, I don't ever need to know what's going on with anybody's literal asshole that intimately. Sabrina turns to Camille. So what's happening at work these days, lady? Camille rolls her eyes and digs into her fried chicken. Girl, the same bullshit has been for the last three years, she says. My stupid ass boss micromanaging me like I don't know what the hell I'm doing when I do both our fucking jobs all goddamn day. Damn, Camille. Curse much? Sabrina says. Girl, you would too if you had to deal with this shit every day, says Camille. I feel like, I feel like my soul is being drained from my body. Did you just use the word soul? I ask skeptically. I don't know why you haven't pulled the trigger on this yet says Sabrina. I told you all last year I'd help you with your resume. Oh, I'm about to take you up on that. Don't you worry, Camille says. But you and Phil just got that house, says Sylvie. You can't just up and quit like that, can you? I didn't want that house, Camille protests. Phil wanted that shit, and now I have to be stuck in this terrible position so he can live the Alpharetta subdivision dream? Mm-mm. <laughs> but Y'all needed a bigger house because you're the one with more kids, Sylvie points out. Well, I may have more kids, says Camille, but he's the one with that nightmare of a son. Camille, Sylvie exclaims, Stevie's only seven. Well, Stevie needs to take that ADD or ADHD or bipolar shit or whatever the fuck he has somewhere else where they got time for crazy. Do you know this boy called himself draining the toilet yesterday? Well, what does that mean? I say. Camille, you cannot make fun of mental health issues, says Sylvie. Seriously, that is a real thing that's affecting our community. You think everything is a real thing that's affecting our community, cuzzo, Camille dismisses Sylvie. And who the fuck knows what draining the toilet means, she says to me. All I know is, I come home. And this fool is flushing the toilet over and over again, talking about, Why does the water keep coming back, Nona? And then he has a nerve to look surprised when the shit finally overflows. Camille shakes her head, looking disgusted, and Sabrina snickers. Okay, now both of y'all are going to hell, I say. Stevie is only a child, says Sylvie. This just sounds like little boy stuff. You know how boys are. No says Camille. I don't. And quite frankly, I don't really want to. She drains the last of her mimosa. Um, I need another drink. But you're his stepmom now, 
Sylvie says, her voice rising. And you have to accept him as your own, Camille. But he's not my own, Sylvie, Camille says, her voice rising in kind. And so it begins, Sabrina mutters, heaving a sigh. She motions for the waiter to bring us another round of mimosas. But you chose to marry his father, says Sylvie. Stevie didn't have a choice in any of this. Camille leans back and crosses her arms over her ample bosom. Well, I will tell you what, Dr. Ruth. Since you are suddenly the relationship expert, even though your ass is in a relationship with yet another married man. Okay, first of all, I meditated and went to therapy and I broke that codependent relationship off. Sylvie snaps. Oh, I forgot you meditated and went to therapy, says Camille. She slides me a look. Sylvie tosses her hair over one shoulder. Second of all, I already told you that Trey is not married, so don't try to come at me today with your judgmental bullshit. This Trey claims he ain't married, says Camille. And uh, Dr. Ruth is a sex expert, not a relationship expert, by the way, I point out, trying to lighten the mood. Trey is not married, says Sylvie. I checked. What? You asked him? And he is so unlike every other man on this planet that he told you the truth out of the goodness of his heart. And he also have to go to your place all the time because he's staying with his friend while he looks for a new apartment. Girl, bye. Sylvie looks at Camille. I said I checked. I put a hand on Sylvie's. She checked Camille. Camille puts her hands up. Okay, my bad, my bad. You are my cousin and I love you like a sister, but you are a grown woman, perfectly capable of doing what's best for yourself. Yes, I am, says Sylvie, even though you clearly are not doing that, Camille says under her breath. Let it go, Camille, Sabrina warns in a low voice. No, Sylvie says, you just need to stop. I am really, really happy with Trey, like I haven't been before with anybody else, so you need to back off. Child, please, you know I ain't backing off. But Camille takes Sylvie's free hand into both of hers. Because I love your wayward ass, she says, but okay for now, I suppose. Sylvie takes back her hand. She knows this is as good as it'll get with Camille. All I know is, Camille goes on, I am quitting my job this time. Fuck Phil, fuck the house, fuck Stevie, fuck Dr. Ruth, and fuck everybody else except me and my two girls. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you build a healthy blended family, says Sabrina as the waiter sets fresh drinks in front of us. Why, thank you, bitch, Camille trills, touching her glass to Sabrina's. As a matter of fact, I think we all need to toast to surviving another year of this thing called life. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Jamie, are you good to go or... She looks at me tentatively. Should you be holding off right now? Oh, I'm good, I say, holding up my flute. We, we still aren't pregnant. And I will be toasting with this, says Sylvie, holding up her water glass. Still hungover from last night's New Year's Eve party. From Sylvie, we accept this statement without question. To the new year, I proclaim. Jamie, are you sure you're okay? Camille asks me gently after we all clink glasses. That you're not preggers yet? Oh, I'm, I'm good, I say. I'm fine. You sure, babe? 
Sabrina asks, I promise you all I'm fine. I don't, I don't even know if I want a baby now. Are you serious? Says Camille, that was all you talked about last year. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's not the only thing I talked about, I say, trying to keep my tone mild. And I don't mean not ever, I just mean like right, right now. Like maybe the time isn't right, you know? Oh, honey, I know, Sabrina says. She famously doesn't want a family. Timing, Camille repeats skeptically. Bitch, you about to be 39. What you waiting on? You and Tim have been together for goddamn ever. You're both in stable careers. Y'all got plenty of money now. And you don't have any crazy stepchildren to worry about. So what's the issue with timing? I look at Camille and wonder, as I always eventually do with her, why she can't just shut the fuck up sometimes. It's nothing, I say. It's, it's just my phone beeps. Please, let it be Charles. I can't stop myself from grabbing the phone. <gasps> Charles, can we talk? The text message reads, it's him. <laughs> oh my God, it's him. And who was that? Camille asks, huh? I say, bitch, your face is red like your name is Becky and you brown skinned and pulling that shit off, says Camille. Or... Maybe Tim sent a dick pic this time, Sabrina teases. Speaking of which, she pulls out her phone and I breathe a sigh of relief when Camille makes an anticipatory mm, sound in her throat because now her attention is on something else. Sylvia makes a face. Dick pics are so gross, she says. It all depends, says Sabrina with a wicked grin as she scrolls through her text messages. This one right here needs to be nominated for mayor. She stops on a picture and passes it to Sylvie, who passes it on to Camille without looking. Well, hello there, Camille says, peering at the screen. Ooh, long and got some girth on you too. I see you, boo. But are you tested and STD free? Oh, let me see it, I say. Oh, I haven't forgotten about you, Becky, says Camille as she passes me the phone. Shut up, I say. I study the screen, keeping my face as composed as I can, but honestly, I don't even see the picture. Charles asked if we could talk. I'm gonna tell him no. And I'm saving that for after my trial next week, Sabrina is saying, her eyes narrow as I hand the phone back to her. I need all my energy to rip that firm apart, seam by seam. And then I am going to rip this sucker apart, seam by seam. You know, a lot of athletes do the same thing. No sex before big games, Sylvie notes. And she would know, she's dated enough of them. No sex before big games, Sabrina confirms, cracking her knuckles. Did you really just crack your fucking knuckles, Madam Attorney? Says Camille. I sure did, Sabrina confirms. Because as you well know, ladies, she goes on, in Sabrina's world, there is sex, there is friendship, and there is winning. Sylvie finishes for her. You already know, Sabrina says. She pushes back her chair. And on that note, I must depart. Gotta prepare my closing argument, 
so that I eviscerate these mongrels with flair. I have to go too, says Sylvie, going into work tonight. Dressed in overalls, I say. They're adorable, fitted, and sexy, of course, but still. Oh, I gotta get home and change. I'm meeting Trey there anyway because... She stares pointedly at Camille, who looks back at her with a neck roll. He says he has something for me. I catch Camille's eyes before she can open her mouth. She settles for a fluttery eye roll and stands, saying she has to get Tiana to her PSAT class. You sure you're okay? She asks as she bends to hug me. I'm fine, I say, hugging her and then Sylvie and then Sabrina. I don't pull out my phone until I'm alone in my car. I stare at the text message for a long time. Can we talk? Charles had asked. I think about Tim. Tall, square, sure, easy Tim. My Tim. My Tim, whom I love with all my heart. I have to tell Charles no. Yes, I text back. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of episodes. Tune in next week for episode two, which will be Sylvie's episode. Take it away, Arden. If you want more info from my mommy, please visit LeslieCookless.com. Deuces!